Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and Riverdale is back, so we're a teen drama fan cast. The question mark comes back with a vengeance. <laughs> the question mark has returned. It crashes down the earth like a meteor from the sky. Because, guys, this show, the show oh, has, has not changed. It has not missed a at beat. all. It's been it's been off for about three weeks. It has not stopped three or four weeks. It has not stopped. It it <laughs> it's it somehow comes in as hard as it left. It came back real strong. Yeah. It. Oh God. It. It's like a riot that's just. Riverdale is a riot in, like, the next town over where you're like, okay, I mean, I shouldn't be concerned about it, but I'm definitely worried. I'm I'm invested in this I'm riot. I'm invested in there's a riot going on. And you're like, maybe the riot stopped. And, and then you're like, oh, no. It just keeps going. Yeah, you check the news and it's like, no, there's still a riot going on. It's like, so... Some of you may remember this. There was a big blackout on the East Coast, like yeah. in New York and most importantly, Ontario in the summer of 2003. Yeah. We literally moved from Ontario three days before the blackout happened. Yeah. yeah. So we would just check the news. We'd be like, hmm, blackout's still going on. <laughs> That's still a thing. Mm, people are really losing their frozen goods. I mean, we're not directly affected by this, but yeah. all of our friends and families were without power yeah. for weeks. And I think, oh my God, I think like... Watching the OC and then coming back to this just makes it so much, so much clearer. So, you know, remember how I was like, last episode, I was like, you know what? This story, it was bad. No, that story was good. <laughs> it was a good story done in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. When you compare it. You're talking about the, the Ron and Teresa. I am. Yeah. Kevin. Yes. Can you imagine if Riverdale tried to do a... Well, she's pregnant. It's probably this other guy, but really, it's Archie. Well, I mean, storyline. I mean, there will be a moment where, like, ready Eddie would not be a mysterious away, you know, thing. He would be there. He'd be there, and he'd be punching everyone. He'd be in the hallway, just yeah. like kicking lockers. Yeah, no, yeah, he'd be very angry. Um, the baby would like be a secret agent or something. <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 you know what? The baby wouldn't be real. The baby, oh, the baby right. would not be real, It would be a That's fake right. baby. It would definitely be a fake baby. And Teresa yep. was just tricking him. But she would wear all those pregnancy bellies. Yeah. And then eventually, she yeah. would carry around one of those, like, sex ed babies. Yeah. And then, well, yeah. And then she, they'd be like, oh, no, it was all a trick just for this. And then, like, the but next would, episode, they'd be like, oh, no, we're cool with her again. And it turns out <laughs> it wouldn't be a trick to trick um, Archie, because... We're no, doing a weird thing. No, no, no. No, it's not Trick Archie. It's because she was actually undercover because her great-grandfather was actually the – he was the real heir to the Maple Fortune. Yeah, so he so she needs to have fake this baby so that she can gain access to the, uh, the Blossom fortune. household. Absolutely. And get the baby fortune. And she's like, I don't know. The dad is just a redhead. Is it Archie? Is it Jason? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> oh. And that's uh, River O.C. So that's us being in the Riverdale writer's room. That's the RD. Bringing some real flavor. Real. Yeah. But uh, where are the fairies in that, Kevin? Man, I... It's... <laughs> let's just get into this episode. We're no longer in a world of fairies. We're in a world of robots. And uh, Riverdale, it's back. Bring us the title, Kevin. This is episode 10, Blackboard Jungle. Blackboard Jungle. I forgot that was the title. Great. Yeah, That's a title. It is a title. I guess it's appropriate. <laughs> it's about school. <sighs> so is this episode, so, sort of. So we're back with uh, Jughead doing his uh, introductions, which might be a book he's currently writing, might be a book he's writing later. Who knows? Maybe he's just writing it in his head. Yep. But he inform us, informs us that Riverdale is a town where bad things happen. Yeah. And as he talks, we get a few like things he's talking over. The one that confuses me the absolute most is there's a moment where the Lodges are having a meeting with the mayor and Hermione winks at Veronica. <laughs> and then Veronica lowers her glasses and winks back. Yeah. yeah lowering her fake glasses because I refuse <laughs> to believe those glasses are real. You know what I actually think those glasses are? So I recently, because yeah. <laughs> in my old age, I've noticed my eyes are sensitive. I have ordered some um, blue light filtering glasses from the internet, which I use when I work on the computer at work. Yes, Veronica was reading a book. 
well, sometimes I wear them about. <laughs> they make my eyes not hurt, and they also make me look studious. Ah, yes. People like it. Yes. Uh, we we all- also discover in this montage that Mama Blossom is a hooker. Yeah, she's gone um, just full full bore into it, and Cheryl is... Not pleased. Not pleased. She did not think of this outcome, even though she very, very much implied it. And she's very much, like, she lives in an Edwardian novel, so why would she think her mom would not go full Fontaine? <laughs> yeah. Her mom is steps away from selling her hair mm-hmm. and also selling herself. Yeah. Is there a pearl necklace somewhere for her to sell? A locket? Whatever. Uh, but after all those things, we go back to a first... I mean, I guess the Cheryl scene's pretty much the first real scene. Yeah. But we get um uh, the Lodges, and they play the obscureness game so hard. They're real over-the-top and real vague. Well, don't worry, Mama Dad. I'm fine with the plan. Don't worry. I'll keep things under control when the plan comes out. Yeah, when the news breaks, don't worry. I'll deal with it. At school. With the plan. Great. And I'm like, this is not how human beings talk. We definitely refer to what the thing is. (laughs) But they don't want to spoil it when it comes out in two scenes. Yeah. First, Archie and Luke Perry Andrews have a little talk where Luke Perry Andrews is like, why did someone pay my hospital bill? Yeah, this was like, oh my god, how many episodes away was this? This was like two or three episodes back. Yeah, it was quite, it was when Veronica was like, I'm undercover now. Yeah, which was... Not the most last episode, I don't episode, think it was the most think. recent episode, no? I don't have that notebook with me, it's so I don't know. But... It's hard to remember. Uh, but yeah, so he's like, oh, who did this? And they pretty much immediately are like, Mother Lodges. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I told Veronica. And Luke Perry Andrews is like, oh. Oh, so it was... It's so like, oh. it was okay. Uh, and then she's like, "I'm gonna start a band." <laughs> yeah, this is the the beginning of this episode is just reminding us of, of <laughs> reminding us of plot lines long past. Some of which will come up in this episode. Some of which won't. <laughs> we'll just disappear. We'll just see what happens. Also, Archie is photographed. Yes, yeah, he has the same thing that happened at the end of the last one where it's him kissing Veronica. Veronica, and there's a photograph being taken. Happens again. Yeah. So someone's uh someone's stalking Archie. So first, Veronica and Archie are a little bit weird about the bill, and Veronica's like, oh, yeah, no, my parents 100% paid your bill. Yeah. Then they kiss into a room, and Betty's like, oh, they're back together. Yeah. And And then... And and Betty is not too upset about it. She's indifferent. She's indifferent. Then, a dramatic Weatherby voiceover comes over the intercom. Attention, students. A letter has been sent to your parents. The... (laughs) Yep. So, the way this is shot... Would be more appropriate if Mr. Weatherby was like, attention students. We have found out that our janitor was the Black Hood. Or or if he's like, there has been an attack on the United States. The president is dead. <laughs> like, that's what it sounds like. Because it shoots around the school. And, and everyone's like, oh my god, what is my life like now? Bas- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remember this for the rest of my life. Basketball season has started at Riverdale High. Football season is done. Reggie pauses in his shirtless Be- basketball playing to look to the heavens. Because it's... Fe- Winter. February. Schmerch. It's March. Was there a, an in-universe break here as well? So was this winter break for them? So they've just come back from Christmas? Maybe. Was the last episode <laughs> Christmas? It was. They said it was winter. Great. And they said Christmas. And they did their gift exchange. Was, yeah. That was the most mm. recent episode. Mm-hmm. So they did come back from break. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> Great work, TV show. <laughs> Good job. We now know what things are happening. But what, what he's saying is that... Southside High is closing, so all the students have to go elsewhere. And some of them will come to this school. Yeah. And that is the worst thing imaginable for some of them. Including Cheryl, who already lives in a Dickensian nightmare. <laughs> so she cannot handle... Poor people. Poor, she can't handle poor people. She can't handle the poor. She can't handle that there's poor people coming. And it's immediately obvi- obvious that Veronica's family is behind this, because she's like, Hey, guys! I think this will be okay. And then I needed to take a break in my head for about 45 hours of inside time to be like, why? Kevin stopped writing things. Why Why is Why is this the why Lodge's the- plan? What is the Lodge? <laughs> They're so dumb. Like, I guess the plot, like, going off of what they've done before, they just want to buy up land 
but is <laughs> the way that the series sets up makes me think they're buying land to like some sort of like Cthulian monster. Oh yeah, there's no way they're just doing a development. Yeah, the end of days is nigh. I swear, I swear to God, if this series ends and it's just a development, not some sort of underground treasure or gold mine or like Goonies esque, like ship under the ground i am going to riot i figured it out the lodges are trying to find the fairies not so they can steal their gold but so they can team up with them Aaron, that's a different show <laughs> maybe the shows are all becoming one that would be great it is the cw it's probably a dumb thing actually <laughs> they are definitely just building them all they're yeah. building them all well, so uh, Betty goes home and finds that Polly has arrived. And we're like, oh, oh yay. No, no. Oh, First, what? the serpents find out they're going to. Uh, Is that? Yeah. Well, what, once says, again. Serpents find out re-school. Oh, right. Okay. So, Which... Sorry. That was, that was my bad because my brain shut down. So I will just fill in the blanks in a shocking ter- turn of events. All of the students we know yeah. are going to Riverdale High. Including one we don't know. Oh, but we do know. Apparently. It's Fogarty. So we talked about him on our very special episode. You talked about him. I forgot him. His his code name is Fang. Yeah, he teams up with or he has a relationship with Tony Topaz. And their name is Fopaz. Okay. We talked about this when we were talking about pairings. Yeah. And we we're like, who the F is this person? Hundo P. That guy has never had a line before this moment. Yeah, but you know what? The internet knew. So, okay. My my biggest thing I got from that scene, the scene you're talking about, is the fact that um, <laughs> they talk about the fact that Jughead apparently wrote a short story or a book. It's a lot of pages. <laughs> he wrote a something. He wrote a something that's very Lovecraftian. And he talks about, how, like, did you do it on a typer? He's like, yeah, I really wanted to get into Lovecraft's head. And I'm like... Love you wanted to get in love. Look, not even Lovecraft wanted to get in Lovecraft head. Here's a secret <laughs> for everybody out there because H.P. Lovecraft comes up a lot. Yeah. Um, if you read his stuff, no one should like the person H.P. Lovecraft. No. Even his writing is not that good. No. His concepts are super cool of cosmic horror and those things. That is fun. He is not a great writer. And two, he was super racist and super sexist and super depressed. <laughs> But what's really happening in this scene is that Tony Topaz is very jealous that Betty gave Jughead a typewriter, yes. despite the fact that she's more into girls. Yes. I also have a note here that says this evil plot is dumb, so that must have been when they revealed the lodges were definitely behind it. I'm going to assume it's the when the lot that the lodges were definitely behind oh, it. Oh, you know who else is behind it? The mayor. Does that come out right now? I think so. I'm pretty sure that's what I so mean let's by just this evil do this. plot All is right, dumb. so yeah, so we cut over to um them in the mayor's office, and it's the lodges, and it's the mayor, and the lodges are like, well, yeah, the mayor's like, well, so it's done. In a second, this will light up, and all the parents <laughs> will be super angry. And then the lodges are like, well, yes, but don't worry, because once we buy the land, well, you know, they'll forget about it in two days, and then we'll buy the land underneath the Southside School. And will you'll get your commission money, Mayor? And I'm like, what? Donation to your campaign? Yeah, I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> mayor, <laughs> number one. Okay, so the mayor definitely would be cool with this because she wants to shut down that school so hard. And also, it's not a bad thing because she's bringing industry and commercial development and money to Riverdale, which sorely needs it because the maple business is dying. And a, so I feel like the town would be okay with and it. And apparently, the school, like the, the fact the school got closed down, is not bad for any other reason than social reasons. And all, all these s- kids just moved to the other school because apparently, well, not just Riverdale High. Apparently, there are several other schools. Yeah. And all of these kids are super pumped to be out of the crappy yeah. school and well, into good schools. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that, but like, and it also doesn't uh, even feel like there's overcrowding like we never see that we just see that it's a social like going up so why wouldn't the mayor be in favor of this without bribery it's literally like 12 new kids come to riverdale high yeah literally 12 yeah how many schools are in this town (laughs) what size is this town they say district other schools in the district so are they going to greendale that's where they learn magic centerville i think is the one we hear in this one so, anyway, back to the things that we tried to skip forward yes. to. Betty's creeped out in her house. Yeah, so she goes home and she hears sounds. But she has good cause to be creeped out in her house because Polly's there being a real creep. Yeah. that's all Polly does. So, hey, so last time we saw Polly was like, oh my god, like f- 
not many episodes into the season. Yeah. Like, she left real early on. It like, was when I, she realized the Black Hood was going to kill her. Right. It was right. It was after the Black Hood did his, um, um, treaty, treaties? Yeah, when he did his manifesto. Yeah, that thing. Um, so she left, like, three or four, maybe five episodes in. So turns out, what we, what we as an audience should have known. She's in a cult. She's in a cult. She in a cult. And I am a, okay, not a hundred. I am 95% sure in the first season, it was called A Farm. Yeah, it was just a friendly farm. Now in this season, it is The Farm. They've changed the participle. So guys, she had her babies at the farm and she named them Juniper and Dagwood. Yeah, Dagwood Jones. Because she hates her children. (laughs) Well, well, children have to have themed names, Aaron. Dagwood Jones, what? Uh, Is that... No, sorry, Dick was his last name in the comic ship Blondie. Yeah. Right. Anyway, anyway, it's dumb. It's it's dumb. There's apparently now a cult in the woods, which I'm sure will come up. And um Polly doesn't really want Betty to tell her parents, but she also doesn't care what Betty does. Yeah. This is steals Betty's childhood things. This is so weird because they left very amnibly. Yeah, it seemed fine. And we had no idea this was a cult. And then at a certain point the writers were just like, Hey, remember that farm she was going to? What if it's the farm? What and- if Polly's just a real dumb dummy and she ran away to the wrong farm? A- <laughs> she was supposed to run away to the friendly, like, Scenic Acres farm. Instead, she went to Shady Acres, which is a cult. I bet this I bet this place is going to be worse than that Sisters of Silent Sadness <laughs> building. Probably. This is crazy. Polly this- has no self-preservation. This is crazy because I just love the idea of someone just being like, hey, what if there's a cult? <laughs> Well, we can't send Polly to another place. We already sent her to a farm. Which means I presume that the lodges are involved with the cult, which is why they're buying up this land to create their circle so they can summon Cthulhu to destroy this stupid town. Makes sense. Then Archie is approached by the FBI, which I could say (laughs) in a more complicated way, but it literally happens just like that. Yeah, there's a cult in the woods and then Archie's approached by the FBI. They're... (laughs) (laughs) Credits. (laughs) (laughs) main credits so then i really i really really wanted the fbi guy to be betty's brother but he he appears he appears to not be and i am i am very much sure that this fbi agent is also not a real fbi agent because if he is once again i'm gonna riot because this is the dumbest thing the fbi has ever done on a tv show because he's just teaming up with a 16 year old he's like hello 16 year old boy I hear you're dating someone. Okay, so what you guys need to know is Hiram Lodge loves crime. Yeah, apparently the FBI is worried that Hiram Lodge is doing some crime in addition to the other crime that he did. (laughs) Shocking turn of events. Once you pop, you just can't stop with crime. Yeah, and he's like, uh, he's doing crime. And there's also these St. Clairs. Do you know them? They worked, he worked with the St. Clairs, but then... For no reason, the St. Clair's pulled out of the deal, and then their son was injured. So, Archie, figure out what's going on. <laughs> so, you teenage boy, who I presume is a very, the only person on this show who does detective work. <laughs> the best detective. I think there's something going on here. Go investigate and everything will be okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, and then Archie's like, could you talk to a grown-up? And they're like, no, your dad may be in on it. And at this moment, I'm like, God, I hope this is a fake FBI agent. But if he's a fake FBI agent, that's even more buck wild. <laughs> he's been hired by the lodges to figure out what people know about the lodges. I, he's looking for the chinks in their armor. Yeah. So they can patch them. It's like it's like when um you hire a hacker to hack your own service, except for they hire an FBI agent. To hire a child to help them back. They're specifically worried about teenage sleuths. Well, they found that site, Teen Sleuthster, and they were like, oh no, this is getting traction. <laughs> we better make sure we're safe against sleuths. They didn't realize that the, F- the fake FBI agent was going to hire Archie. No, they had no idea. Everything is that there's so much of this episode where people say things to Archie and his, rea- his like, in his head reaction has to be... Oh, man, some people were up to some bad things while I was doing my music stuff. I was just afraid to play songs. Oh, by the way, he's not going to play any any music in this episode. No. Yeah. They reminded us he does music, but then... 
But so, then Archie goes home to talk to his dad. And, and now, his dad's like, hey, I found out the Lodges did it. And Archie's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, I did too. That's the worst kept secret in town. <laughs> and his dad's like, whatever. I gave them 20% of my business. They're going to let me buy it back. I mean, I guess this is best case scenario. And then Archie's like, but you're in with the Lodges now. <laughs> and Archie's like, FP or FP. Luke Carriage is like, um... Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, they already paid for it, Archie. We can't. Yeah. There's I, no. I don't know what, like, okay. <laughs> There's nothing I can do, and child. Archie's like, oh, no. No, no, no. <sighs> so, um, Alice Cooper is very suspicious about the school shutdown. Everyone is, except, well, I mean, everyone who talks about it is suspicious about it. And she's very clueless about Polly. Yes. And that's the scene. <laughs> Yeah, this is the this is the nicest scene Alice Cooper has ever been in. She's very nice to Betty. She's very normal and mm-hmm. chill. And loving to her daughter. Both of them. Yep. She says that she's been calling Polly, trying to figure out what color Polly wants the nursery to be painted. Yeah. Telling her that the Black Hood is dead so she can come home. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we got a little bit more uh I I'm I I'm curious about this school shutdown. This is from Jughead, who says that apparently the official report is that there were fumes from a meth lab in the basement. And FP's like, uh, and Jughead's yeah. like, there's no meth. It was just jingle jangle. And FP's like, your school should definitely be shut down, buddy. Still a drug, like a heroin drug. Your school's still bad. Still a bad school. Makes everybody's like, it was a bad school. And then FP's like. Do you think maybe you're just super sketched out because your ex-girlfriend just walked in the door and you're going to have to see her every day at school? She's like, no, shut up, Dad. And then Betty's like, I'm here for a meeting with you. Can you please put me in contact with your social services agent so that your social services agent can help me find my brother? I assume Because that will make my mom happy. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm trying to unravel Betty's, like... Wedding knot of a... Well, Betty feels that her mother has lost a child. <laughs> so so she re- will replace it with, with a different child, child, and it will be fine. The motivation to try to get some of these plot lines going <laughs> is buck wild. It's tenuous at best. The theme of this episode, Aaron, is buck wild. The theme of this episode is... Oh no, we wrapped up all of our storylines before Christmas. Oh god, now we need to make new ones. We're only 11 episodes in. We were planning for a 13 episode season. Oh no. (laughs) Which is still two episodes short. Well, they would have done one weird episode where everyone just. We were just gonna mess around for two episodes. That's what they did last time. I love the concept of that. We've only planned for 11 episodes, but we thought there were gonna be 13. What? filler there also would have been a musical episode oh there would be a musical episode yeah so betty's like my sister's gone i'm gonna replace her with the lost child help me find my brother and jughead's like okay yeah that seems reasonable enough so then archie has dinner with the lodges and veronica has decided that she's going to run a welcoming committee for the new students which sounds sweet (laughs) when we see the scene she is 100 percent doing the job of the principal and administrator yeah. But that's fine. Yeah. She's forceful that Archie does it. And Archie says okay, because he's busy doing some detecting. Yeah, and he does some pretty... Fortunately, everybody trusts Archie because mm-hmm. he's a dum-dum. Archie's a sweet dumb boy. He wouldn't do anything bad. He's just asking some sweet questions. Yeah. He's just worried about a young man he met once. Yeah, so he's like, what are the St. Clairs? And they're like, we don't like the St. Clairs. He's, he's like, like, oh. Oh, how come? What happened to him? Oh, he was hurt? Oh, no. But it balances the line where I'm also like, does Ar- did Archie not realize he was, like, the, the 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 agent said he was in the hospital. Maybe Archie didn't get it. <laughs> Archie just thought he was doing some tests. So either Archie truly didn't get it or Archie's the best detective. Well, I'm thinking, as we know, Luke Perry Andrews likes to do upgrades over breaks from school. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking over Christmas he upgraded Archie's critical thinking and snooping I can definitely see that considering what happened at the beginning of this episode and last season where it's like you know what you know what Archie really needs that boy really needs to like think better let's give him some detecting this is the only time they could do it as well because apparently Aaron 
this is like five months after the beginning of the series. Yeah, this has gone by very slowly and also oh so quick. Yeah, so this is the only chance he got to do it. But th- for months, Luke Pierre Andrews has been like, oh no. When Christmas break comes around. I did the wrong upgrades. <laughs> I gave him the abs. I should have given him the detecting. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, <sighs> so the South Side kids arrive. And we learn there are 12 of them. Yeah, at first I thought there was four. Yeah. Um, but then I saw a crowd behind them. I'm like, sure, why not? 12. But there's four. No, there is some other serpents as well. Some, there's some nameless serpents. Oh, yeah, but mostly yeah, there's, there's the Jughead, the Tony, um, Sweet Pea. And Fang. T.P. Fogarty. Yep. Fang. 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 And Veronica's right there being like, hey, guys, I have your schedule. I have your locker assignments. So not a welcome committee, a assignment. <laughs> she is the administrator of the school. Now, of course, uh, this can't be had, so Cheryl and Reggie come flying in like just two whirling dumb hammers. <laughs> They're like, we do not welcome you to our school. We don't want you here. You should leave. And the kids are like, but we have to go to school. We, like, the, yeah, no, this was this was not our our choice. Like, remember how, like, a Jughead had to go to our school? Because greater powers control yeah. this. We have to go to, we have to. And Archie essentially hops up and is like, whoa, buddies. Grown-ups tell us where we go to school. <laughs> we don't tell us. This isn't within our choice. And then, as if to summon them, um, <laughs> Mr. Weatherby just pops out of nowhere and goes, Hey, kids! What, what are you doing? Why are you doing my job? Veronica, where did you get their class schedules and locker assignments from? This, this isn't right at all. Get out of here. Why are you all just out in the hallway? Calm down. What is going on here? No, she's like, see... Grown-ups control our lives, for we are 15. Now, now, Aaron, there is one person who disagrees with this. And her name is Cheryl T. Blossom. Oh, Cheryl T. Blossom. Who, who's like, Archie, you need to make sure Veronica's on my side of this hate issue. And Archie's like, but, but Cheryl, we can't stop them from coming here. There's literally nothing we can do. Adults picked that. Remember, the adults are also having. Apparently, they're calling up the mayor, being like, "There's poor people coming to the school." But Weatherby's just like, "Ah, uh, I don't care as long as you don't do bad things." And he literally doesn't. As long as they don't do bad things. Yeah. So I thought Archie was confronting Cheryl about not blackmailing him about the kiss. Yeah. So well, we should explain what she's blackmailing him about. Well, she is blackmailing him yeah. about the kiss. Yeah. She she's like, "Hey, Archie, I saw you kiss Veronica," and I'm like, "I don't care." <laughs> But Archie's like, oh, no. By kissing Veronica, he means kissing Sorry, Betty. Sorry, kissing Betty. And then Archie, we think, is going to be like, hey, Cheryl, don't. Instead, he's like, hey, Cheryl, I hear something things went down here. between you and Nick St. Clair. So um, maybe you help me get to Nick St. Clair, and then maybe I do nothing for you. Yeah, no, he just ignores it. She's like, I'm going to blackmail you. And he's like, I'm going to move on to another topic. And then she's like... Nick St. Clair's bad. He did bad things to Veronica. And Archie's like, oh, no, investigating. You've told me too many truths. (laughs) Cheryl wants to blackmail Archie in the stupidest way for the stupidest thing. And Archie just wants to help this FBI agent. (laughs) Because he's good, I guess. And this is another moment where where Archie Andrews is like, oh, people have been doing stuff. (laughs) Oh, what bad things were happening in Riverdale? <laughs> was this while I was doing the, the the like the talent show? Now I have to deal with this. Oh man, oh. there's so many other storylines going on. I didn't know. I didn't know at all. So, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. What are you drinking tonight? Well, tonight I am drinking an Alley Cat beer. Alley Cat is, again, one of our local breweries because I only like to drink things on this podcast that most of you can't get. Yeah. Alley Cat is Come located... to Calgary to get it. Yeah. You or, jerks. Or Edmonton. This is located in Edmonton. Yeah. Two cities in Alberta. Don't go to Edmonton. Yeah. Come here. Yeah. So this is the Long John's Salted Caramel Ale. Long, Long John, like... Okay, is that a reference to being warm or to, like, a, a boat, like Long John Silver? I think it has to be referring to your Long Johns that keep you warm. Yeah, okay. Because there's no uh, apostrophe. 
Oh, right. So it's not Long John's. It doesn't belong to the Long John. They are Long John. It yes, doesn't belong, exactly. It doesn't belong to Mr. Long John. Um, it contains water, malt, hops, yeast, <laughs> amber candy sugar, candy salt with an eye, like, vanilla, <laughs> wait, and wait, salt. Wait, like C-A-N-D-I? Yes. Like a stripper? Yep. So I'm drinking stripper ale. Like the stripper candy sugar. Amber candy sugar. Amber, amber, middle name. No. Oh, I guess it'd be it'd be amber, also known as candy yeah. sugar. So it's amber quotation mark candy, candy quotation sugar. mark sugar. Gross. It's delicious. Oh yeah. Um. Yes, and I have learned since two episodes ago that yes, a seven percent beer is a strong beer because this beer is four point three percent alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Seven percent is pretty strong. Oh, there's a thing on the side here that says cozy long johns and caramel cold ones. Is this supposed to rhyme? No. I mean, I mean, it doesn't rhyme. <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to. Do you think they were to. trying to do like a slant rhyme or something? Oh, look, and there's a little drawing of long johns on it. A slant rhyme. The funny <sighs> thing with long johns is they also just look like pants. Yeah, but they have little cuffs at the bottom. That's how you can tell they're long johns. Mm, or cuff pants. Hey, Kevin, have you ever worn long johns? Yes, I have. There was, there was a short time... <laughs> If you like, all right. I did where I couldn't do any laundry, so I oh. had no underwear. So I wore long johns. That's a choice. Mm. Some of my friends used to wear long johns under their jeans in the winter, and I can't imagine wearing anything under your jeans. Well, I I mean that's why I wore it under my jeans because I didn't have any underwear. But jeans are close fitting. They don't have It'd to be, be like if I was wearing jeans with leggings underneath. That's too much. What? Too many pants. <laughs> I mean. That's because you wear different kinds of jeans. Uh, I hate pants. The other day at rehearsal, I wore jeans to rehearsal, and the guy who plays my dad in the show was like, I think this is the first time I've ever seen you wear pants. I was like, that's weird. That's weird. I'm wearing pants right now. They're <laughs> leggings. Okay, anyway, do you want some beer? No, that went way off track. I'll just drink this The now. mood's gone. So Betty meets with the social worker and gets information about her brother. Charles, Charles. Smith. Because he's got the most generic name ever. Well, because apparently he was never adopted. That's sad. And just grew up in the Sisters of Sad Darkness. Sorrow Darkness. The thing is, I feel like he would have been a really cute little blonde boy. Why wouldn't you want to adopt that? Oh, I know why. He's Lucifer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's probably Lucifer. So... The uh, we, we, kids we, we, meet. Oh, the it, kids meet each other. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ver, yeah Veronica and uh, Josie come in to talk to the serpents, who are just chilling about, not doing anything. Yeah, they're, they're just, just hang, hanging out. They're hanging out like the Northside kids do. And then Veronica. And oh wait, Josie. and also Kevin's there already. Yeah, he's already hanging out with <laughs> he's them. He's already hanging out with because them because he meets uh, Fangs. Yeah. And Fangs is like, I know about you. Is Fang gay? I think yes. Fang might be gay. Yeah, I think Fang and Kevin yeah. are gonna hook up. Yeah, because because he's like he's talking about um, um Joaquin. Wa- Joaquin. Uh, and he's like. Yeah, I heard about you from Joaquin, and then gives him an eye, and I'm like, oh. And you know what? They're going to kiss each other. Kevin only likes bad boys, so it's perfect for him. And Fang, from what we know of him, seems fine. Yeah. He doesn't want to wear a uniform. That comes up later. It's good for him. <laughs> good for him. He wants to look cool and not yeah. nerdy. And then uh, there's a shout, and apparently the serpents tag the school. Whether it be Storms and he's in like, you. The, in the middle of the hallway. And then Weatherby's like, who did this? And then there's a cut to Reggie and Reggie's like, <laughs> well, they did it. That's what they do. They tag things. They like to tag. <laughs> <laughs> and Reggie, you sweet, lovely boy. You are so bad at lying. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, Ms. Weatherby's just like, I don't want any of... Stop. No. No. None of this. I can see... Here's the thing, though. When Mr. Weatherby says this, it sounds like an attack on the serpents by being like, you can't wear your jackets anymore. I feel like he's just like, just don't wear your jackets. So this douche... (laughs) Has nothing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. He's essentially like, Reggie's gonna reg. So... (laughs) So don't wear your jackets. Maybe you'd be the bigger people. Yeah. I was gonna say the bigger person. It just went wrong. Yeah. Maybe you be- you fuse together and become a bigger person. <laughs> We're talking about a whole vault John situation. Jughead, you be the left arm. Topaz, you can be the head. Great. <laughs> Fogarty, you are both legs. <laughs> and Sweet Pea, you're the other arm. It'll be fun. <laughs> so anyway, he just wants them to be the bigger, better people yeah. and not wear their jackets. Now, to be fair, the, what he does say in actuality is, no more gang stuff. And then Kevin and I were both like, but the serpents aren't a gang. They're not a gang. They're a club. <laughs> they're not a gang. Yeah, they're just a club. 
So Betty tells her parents about Polly's twins. Yeah. Hal has some crazy stubble going on this episode. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been on the uh, show for a little bit. <laughs> they woke him up. And then Betty reveals that she also found her brother. I also found Charles. And <laughs> Hal is like, no! Now, now, to be fair, Hal's pretty aggressive, but he's not entirely wrong. He's like, what does this have to do with Polly? How will this help? How will this help? And Betty all but says, well, so you have another child. So you can continue to have two children. <laughs> yeah, so we can replace Polly, who's in a cult. With Charles. Who is a madman. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, and also, who was abandoned as a baby. <laughs> so that'll make you grow up normal, because you guys saw the Sisters of Quiet Sorrow and Solitude. Yeah, that looks like, yeah, that, yeah, this, the, the Sisters of, shh, quiet. Uh, seemed like they're really good at raising kids with a corporal punishment that was never revealed. Because Betty only believes in journalism ethics when it relates to her, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, um, over at the White Worm, Jughead is a real conspiracy nut, and the yeah. rest of the serpents are like, we he, don't care. He's the most intense serpent. Like, he, like so Sweet Pea's playing Mortal Kombat 2, and either... Either he's playing as Scorpion or he's playing as Reptile. And if he's not playing as Reptile, I am so disappointed in this show. Because he should play as Reptile. And Reptile's on the screen. He is a Scorpion versus Reptile. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Mortal Kombat 2 is being played. Sweet Pea's playing it. Tony Tobach is hanging out. And um, <laughs> Jughead, Jughead is goes, filled with rage. Goes full madness. And he's like, how can they do that? They do that. And Tony's like, I don't mind doing that. Because this school's better. And even Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea's like, I like that we go to a school where there's toilets that work. Yeah. Sweet Pea, the jerk, the jerk that we know as Sweet Pea, says, I'm okay if I have I'm to take a- my jacket off. I'm cool with this. I just like being in a school. That's a good school. That's a good school. I cannot wear my jacket from 8.30 until 3 p.m. Also, this school has heating, so I don't need to wear a jacket inside. Yeah, it... But Jughead is really is now really intense as being a serpent. He's the most serpent. The, so, the, the thing that right. I mostly think of is that most of these kids probably joined the serpents to be safe, like Jughead did originally, because they didn't mm-hmm. want to join the Ghoulies, because the Julies, Ghoulies were an actual gang, and they just wanted to be in a club that would protect them. Yes. Yep. Uh, so Archie meets up with his FBI agent friend. Yes. And the FBI agent. Says Archie should get to Nick to get information. Yeah, stupid stuff happens. The FBI agent does not realize he's talking to a 15-year-old and is like, So what is your plan, Archie? How will you go undercover? You're going to need to talk to uh, Nick St. Clair. Also, also, Archie (laughs) tells the the detective about something he definitely knows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Archie's also like, But excuse me, if I do detecting, will my dad be safe? (laughs) If I just like, shh. Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, what? Whatever. All right. Now, what are you gonna do, well, you know young what boy? You know what he's gonna do? He's gonna go to Cheryl's house <laughs> and say that he will get her millions of dollars if she gives him one of Jason's blazers. Okay. Yeah. The FBI is like, well, you can't just go see him. That will raise suspicion with people. Someone. Someone. Uh, so you're going to have to find a reason to go see him. And both me and Aaron's mind connected in the wrong direction, which we were like, music. He's yeah, going- <laughs> because isn't Nick's parents, he knows a music producer or something. I mean, he does. I just thought, for some reason, I thought of Archie going up to Nick and be like, Nick, you want to be in my band? <laughs> but guys, it's not music. No. It's in. Is Cheryl. He's like, hey, Cheryl, what if I go to Nick and get you some money? Will you let me wear one of your brother's blazers? Yeah. He says, I need to wear Jason's blazer. This is never explained. Be- I'll tell you. I'll I'll give you my explanations because Archie wanted to cosplay as an FBI agent. <laughs> he just had to dress up like the FBI guy. Yeah. He doesn't own any blazers. Look, I need Jason's blazer. I know we fit because your mom's real weird about it. Remember that time that I wore his Letterman's jacket and your mom I give it back to your mom? <laughs> your mom touched me weirdly. I know we're the same size. Uh, we get a quick scene where Alice is like, I want to see my son. And you can tell she's very tortured because her hair is disheveled and she has no makeup on. Yes. Then Jughead Jones wears his jacket to the school. Yeah. 
And like Reggie the, loses his GD mind. Yeah, he's like, take it off. Because the other the the other snakes are just hanging out at Arch and Reggie's like, I'm fine with them. He literally only cares about the jacket. He doesn't understand. <laughs> Jughead is his friend. Apparently not. So then remember, remember this is new Reggie. Oh, new Reggie. So um, sweet. So yeah, dumb. and then a brawl breaks out. And then they're all in Weatherby's office. Yep. Except that Reggie is the only football player there. <laughs> the other ones were extras. And the serpents. Yeah. And Weatherby's like, seriously. Look, just take off your jacket or else you're suspended. And then Jughead's like, but a serpent can't shed its skin. And Mr. Weatherby's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Just please take off the jacket so people don't punch you anymore. But his skin. And he's like. Snakes can shed their skin, Mr. Yeah, Jones. Sh- snakes are... Well, you know what snakes are very, very good at? Shedding their skin. Take off your jacket. Take off your skin. And then Jughead's like, I do what I want. And he's like, oh, now I have to suspend you. I guess I'm suspended. And then he leaves. And Weatherby's like, I didn't actually... Okay. Uh, We get this weird scene where the lodges are, like, talking to um Veronica. Veronica? And are like... The Lodges apparently care quite a bit about Southside fitting in, and mm-hmm. I don't know why. I thought they wouldn't care once the school was closed down. I guess they just don't want chaos. <laughs> look, look, we had to kick all these kids out of the school, but we really care about them. Make sure they're having fun. Veronica thinks the problems can be solved with fashion and Because money. she's Veronica. But it just goes... Well, we'll get here. Veronica's wrong. Oh, yeah. Hundo, hun, hundo P. Shocking. Veronica's wrong. Veronica's so wrong. But she's like, like maybe maybe just give me some money I can save them with fashion. So Alice Cooper and Betty visit a very bad motel. Mm, the worst motel. Where they say to the man, we would like to see Charles Smith. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's in this room. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, why not? Well, I, if we see anything later, apparently he knows him. That's true. Uh, in this room is the baby Franco. <laughs> Yeah, is is he a Franco? I don't think so, but yeah. he is now. Oh, he 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 looks like a Franco. He will forever be referred to on this podcast until he does something else to prove himself as Baby Franco. Yeah, he 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 is the unknown third Franco. So Baby Franco is an angry creep. Yeah, he goes by Chic now, and he because works... that's a cool name. Yeah, because everyone picks that <laughs> because everybody respects a man named Chic, and he works in fantasy fulfillment. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. So he loses his mind at Alice. Yeah. Which, granted, we should maybe cut Alice some slack because she was, like, 15. Yeah. And this... thought she was giving the baby up to a better life. Yeah. Charles' reaction is fine because... It's understandable. It's understandable. Alice's reaction, also understandable. This is actually a scene of, like, two people with differing things going on. But they're both right. And they're both right. Well, good. Great. Good. Good moment. So then Jughead Jones and FP have a scene where FP is essentially like, buddy. Chill out. Sometimes we have to do things we don't like. Yeah. But he, the way he says that, because the serpents can only stop, only talk in metaphors about snakes. <laughs> he's like, you know what snakes do in winter? They go into hibernation. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. you got it. Thanks, FP. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, meanwhile, back... Um, sorry, <laughs> FP was bribed or blackmailed into rejoining the gang. And now he's okay with it, I guess. Yeah, no, it's, it's like when... It's like... <laughs> it's like when uh, Jughead was forced to join the gang, essentially, and now he's super cool with he it. He loves the gang. You know, you don't want to get into the serpents, but once you're in, <laughs> oh, you love it. You got a lot of benefits. You got dental. Oh, mm, absolutely. That's how they all have good teeth and they're all the gang stuff. They got great teeth. <laughs> So, back in New York, Nick St. Clair is apparently the only person on this TV show who does not immediately recover from an accident. Yeah, no, he's got both his legs in casts. Such casts. And And Archie's just weird and creepy and aggressive. (laughs) Archie's in a suit, and he has a tie, and for some reason, St. Clair... For some reason, he rec- either he recognizes the suit or he's just confused that Archie's wearing a blazer. Yeah, I don't he's know. Like, Why are you wearing that blazer? And I'm like, good question, Nick. <laughs> yeah, he's un- uh, undercover, I guess. But then Archie goes like full detective. Like he's like going bad cop. He like leans on the, the cast and is like, tell me what happened between you and Cheryl. And then he gets information about Nick St. Clair and Veronica. Yeah, he gets the money. He gets the money. And then he goes, hmm. 
this is all I need to know. If I know that he came on to Veronica in an aggressive and inappropriate way, I understand what happened to him. Yeah. So, Goodbye, young man. Except for that doesn't happen because what happens is that Nick um, gets like super snotty at him and, and like I- you're here for another reason. What? What? What is this? Like you're not even Cheryl's friend. Then he just starts insulting him, kind of. I don't really know what happens here. My mind went blank, and then Archie just starts punching. Oh, my God. He engaged the wrong protocol. He, like, Archie just snaps and punches him. Twelve, like, he's leaning on the bed and just, like... Just punching down. It's like when he punched that ice. Yeah, he's, he's, he's engaged ice punching protocol, <laughs> except for it's Nick Sinclair's face. It's fine. He deserves it. I know he, I, I know he does, but there's still like Archie, God. Hey, young adults who are listening to this podcast, don't date rape people. No means no, <laughs> and nothing also means no. How did Archie get away with it? How did no one be like Archie beat the hell out of a kid in a <laughs> Archie beat up a cripple? Well, because the only person, because Nick St. Clair's pride is so strong, the only person he can tell what actually happened to is Veronica. Anyone else who's like, I was trying to oh, get out of bed and I fell off of the bed. Oh, you're right. So Archie punched the living hell out of Nick St. Clair. Nick St. Clair was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text Veronica. He does that, though. It he happens. He does do that, though. Uh, so Jughead wears his jean jacket to school. Yeah. And turns out the other serpents were given uniforms. Yeah, so this is... So the money that Veronica got so she could buy them fashionable stuff was to give them Riverdale high school uniforms. Which apparently they now have to wear. Like, they... It is a... It is a... It is a... What do you call it? A school uniform for 12 people. And Fogarty is not there... Because he refused to wear the uniform. Rightfully. Yeah. This is insane. I thought she was going to buy them, like... Clothing. Yeah, like preppy clothes. They're coming dressed like Archie. Do you want... Do you want so about this? This would not have happened if Veronica had not done that. Because everything was fine. The only person Mm -hmm. who was angry was Jughead. And they were... And if Jughead had shown up at school the next day wearing his jean jacket, everyone would have been like, cool. Yeah, and they would have moved on with their lives. But Veronica was... Veronica tried to solve a problem that wasn't a problem. Also, I feel like you can't enforce school uniforms for only 12 people. Yeah, I feel like there's... I feel like that is discrimination. And there might not be written rules against that, but there should be. I mean, be. that's just... No, that, that, that has to 100% be discrimination. And I understand the serpents lost their crap lawyer, but they can get another lawyer. I bet if they went up to Molly uh, Ringwald. Excuse me, Molly Ringwald. Andrews. We're being discriminated against. They're forcing us to wear uniforms and no one else has to wear them. Yeah, they're forcing 12 people who came from another school to wear uniforms that no one else has to wear. Yeah, she would. And and you and you know what? When we saw Tony Topaz, she, yeah, she was wearing like fishnets and shorts. We have seen Cheryl, Cheryl and Veronica wear much, much more like... Cheryl is School always wearing shorts things. that length. Yeah, and I mean that's the that's the outfit for the um uh the uh the cheerleading yeah. team. Yeah, and so, you know what? All Jughead would have to do is like text Archie and be like, "Hey, Archie, do you have your mom's phone number? We're being discriminated against." Yeah, so, and Archie would have been like, "Ooh." So the point that I'm getting across here, it is is it is Veronica's fault. And this is dumb. And this is this dumb. dumb. This is dumb. But Veronica's not paying attention to the chaos she has caused because she texted Nick St. Clair. Well, Nick St. No, Clair texted Nick, you. Nick St. Clair texted her. She's distracted. She yells at Archie. And then, and then Cheryl just like Cher- Cheryl chaotic bursts fr- into the room. <laughs> and Cheryl, who's been waiting outside in the hallway, I guess, chaotic friends Archie. And she's like, no, it's my fault. I told Archie he had to go to Nick and beat him up and get this money. Yes, that's that's why it happened. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> and then she leaves the scene. <laughs> and then Veronica's like, that makes no sense. <laughs> and then Archie's like, yeah, she's been blackmailing me. Yeah. Because she saw me kiss Betty. Yeah. So so Cheryl helps Archie. Archie throws Cheryl under the bus and himself <laughs> and Betty. And then Veronica eventually is okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, 
I'm like, okay, Veronica's 16. I guess but this like, is important. They were very broken up. They were very broken. And Ver- she broke up with him. <laughs> yeah, Veronica was for like crazy reasons because Ver- she can never love him. Ver- <laughs> Archie, I can't love you. So she kisses Betty. Archie, I can love you now. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that if I didn't love you, you would love other people. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't re- <laughs> I didn't realize you had real emotions because I don't. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. <sighs> so I guess Betty doesn't go to school anymore. <laughs> no, she's at home thinking about stuff. She's cleaned her room. Well, I know she's apparently, apparently her mom took her out of school to go fight Charlotte, but then she's still not at she's school. She's never going back. She's never going back. She could have stopped all this chaos if she had been there. Instead, she goes back to the Centerville, or yeah. whatever it's called. And she saves Sheik, who's being beaten up. By the motel owner. Yeah. Yeah, he like cuts him on the arm, and Betty's like, "No!" <laughs> and then, she pepper sprays him. All I can think, actually, is that the, she ran up pepper spraying. Is it a hundred percent? Charles got pepper sprayed as well, but he was too busy bleeding to feel it. <laughs> yeah, because pepper spray's not very focused. <laughs> My favorite part is she pepper sprays him. She pulls Charles away. They're like running down the hallway, and the guy is just still punching the air. Ah, yeah, he's like, if you, it's, he's like. <laughs> When he's like, he's like a video game villain. I was gonna say Polyphemus, but I don't know who else would get that reference other than you. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. It's like if Polyphemus <laughs> was when he's blinded in the Odyssey, and he's just like, ah, where are you? Just still punching. Sweet Odyssey, sweet Homer reference. We love mythology on this podcast, <laughs> I guess. So Betty, yeah, she brings him home, and they're like, and her oh dad's my God. just right into the first dating. Such first dating. Yeah, he's gonna stitch up that wound, I guess, because he's a doctor. Because they can't go to the hospital. Because question mark. <laughs> I'm gonna assume super expensive. No health care. Well, I mean, they are self-employed. They run. They are self-employed. I, I mean, they might have. They might have insurance. They. I mean, they run their own paper. But all Betty needs to do is go up to Veronica and be like, "Veronica, I found my long lost brother, and he got stabbed in the <laughs> arm, and there were such medical bills. Our family will be destitute." <laughs> and then Veronica will steal her parents' credit card. Done. So Jughead um, <laughs> starts the Swords and Serpents Club, which is a D and D club, is, which is a game club for them to create to create worlds and heroes and adventures, and it's for them to do their gang stuff. My question, Aaron, <laughs> is I have my, it's not really a question, I guess. It's more of a mind theory, a head cannon, if you will. Yes. Way way back in the seventies, back in the seventies and the eighties, you know, around that time, around <laughs> when the serpent started. I imagine a young boy, a young boy who was like, I'm going to start a club. I'm going to get all my friends together and we're going to start a club and we're going to have fun and we're going to play Dungeons and Dragons and we're going to call ourselves the Serpents. And that's how the Serpents started. And that's started. how the Serpents started, Aaron. And what that's if, what they're still doing. What if they just don't remember that it all started off of a Dungeons and Dragons club? Because the things these Serpents do is much more close to some really weird LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> than it is to a gang. It's so true they're it, not a gang. Except for when Penny gets involved or Softboy. Uh, hey, Softboy's not in this episode. No, he's not. Another serpent gets that gets their codename mentioned by FP. I don't remember what it is. It's like Hawk Dog. <laughs> Hawk Dog. <laughs> oh, what is it with Hot Dog? Hot Dog just came up and told FP what's going on. <laughs> Ruff, what is it, Hot Dog? Ruff, Jughead's on school? <gasps> Ruff, Ruff, Ruff. Oh, he's, he's playing video games. Ruff. He's falling to his pride? Dang. You're a smart dog, hot dog. Hey, Pop Tates. Do you mind if I go teach my son an important lesson about the importance of school? Oh, man. You know, Pop Tates would let him go. <laughs> you would. Like, <laughs> FP, that is a real important That's lesson. Good. That is a good lesson. Like, if you ask Pop Tates, I need to go and dad or mother at a child, he'll be like, yeah, go. Like, Pop Tates, I'm FP. I need to go help Veronica out. She needs to learn the lesson of not being selfish. Mm, yes. <laughs> yes, go. Go do that. I know she's not my child, but can I go? Yeah. Yeah. So Jughead has his Dungeons and Dragons club, and that's how the serpents are going to get together, is by having a Dungeons and Dragons club. I really hope that they have, like, a secret game box they bring to every meeting, and inside the game box is their jackets. What if they actually just play Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> and they just create 
fantasy world. And they're like, wow, this is a way better way to channel our energies. This is a way better outlet than the crime we weren't doing. <laughs> but Jughead, we miss our volunteer work. <laughs> yeah, all right. We miss our doing our toys for tots. But don't worry, swords and serpents can do the toys for tots as well. And then 30 years down the road in Riverdale flying cars and stuff all the people are like the swords and serpents are a gang and they're evil <laughs> because it's a cycle caused by dungeons and dragons so back at cheryl's house she has the blood money from nick st Clair, and she gives it to her mom <laughs> why can't cheryl do a scene normally because <laughs> she walks in and she's like hello mommy <laughs> i got you some money you cannot be a prostitute anymore and her mom's like but I like it. <laughs> and I have a question for you, Aaron. I have a very, very serious question for you. Yes, Kevin. Is Mama Blossom being a prostitute to mess with her daughter? Yes. The answer is yes. Yes, yes. So, she, so she's just like, yeah, screw you, Sharon. Guys, I don't think we're giving the storyline the importance it serves. Because don't get me wrong. It's like, that's super bad. Prostitution but, uh, is not good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I guess if Mama Blossom's, like, fine with it and has control of the situation, then... Sure. Sure. But I, I guess. Mean, I mean, once again, it really, really feels like she's just messing with Cheryl. She's like, I will have the it's sex. Like, it's like when Cheryl burned down the house and then, like threatened her mother while she was healing being like, like i'll murder you mom and then she's like well i can't murder you but i can have sex with these people great good okay so at betty's house she goes to bed no the coopers tell sheik that he'll be safe there right yeah and he well he goes as, as he goes to bed yeah yeah and he looks at the the nightlight great archie and veronica share a bed because that's something they do now Great. Great. They talk about Nick St. Clair. Archie does some more detecting. Veronica lies about telling her parents. Did Archie know that she told, told her parents? Like, someone else told her? I feel her? like he knows. Okay. Because I thought, I thought that was going to be the moment here. Is that he, like, he's like, oh, but I know she told her parents. He seems to know. Well, I couldn't remember if he knew or if that was a supposition that the agent, who may be real, may be fake, came yeah, up Yeah, I don't remember. They just never showed a... Did he ever show a badge, or did he just say him nope. from the FBI? he said him from the so FBI. So a man in a suit walked up to Archie and said, Archie, I'm from the FBI. <laughs> I Archie, need your help. And Archie was like, I'm a detective now. Uh, uh. And, and then Archie is like... So he goes to the FBI guy. He's mm -hmm. like, I, new deal. I want to make sure that Veronica is also safe. So if I detect, can maybe my girlfriend be okay too? Yeah, and for some reason... It, I imagine the detective agent is like, well, I mean, she's 15. So there's so, nothing we can do. So, yeah, sure. Yeah. And Archie's like, okay, because I have a thought. <laughs> I have a random, random thought. Nothing to do with what we were just talking and about. And I have to tell you, because that's the only way that I, if I tell you, I'll know she's safe. Do you think that maybe the Black Hood is not the real Black Hood? Look, I feel like I could trust you. We've known each other and met in Shady in my garage like three times. Yeah. I feel like I can trust you. Do you think the Black Hood was not the Black Hood? Because I think the Black Hood was not the Black Hood. Mm. <laughs> the Asian just looks at him like, what are you talking about? What's a Black Hood? This is... <laughs> he has no idea what that even is. Do you really think Sheriff Keller you... looped in the FBI? Wait, you mean the guy who <laughs> killed two people? One of whom was himself? Of, well, no, I mean, he shot... Oh, no, he did kill two he people. He shot a drug dealer and a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> that man who likes to kill teachers? Yeah, you mean the guy who killed two teachers and tried to kill a bunch of other people but did it, including you. <laughs> Actually, hang on, that's the biggest thing I... Going back to very quickly to Veronica's thing where she was upset about um, Archie kissing Betty, he followed up by being like, also, I was like almost killed by the Black Hood, but... Veronica was just like, you almost kissed, oh no, you did kiss Betty. And he's like, but I was also almost killed by the Black Hood. And then it's just like, oh, I see. Near-death emotions. Hmm. <laughs> Acceptable. I'm like, eh. All right, Veronica. Yeah, so when, after Archie does this random <laughs> non-sequitur to an FBI agent who does not care, um, we get Jughead's voiceover. 
and Sheik just creepily watches Betty sleep. Yeah, apparently he's a monster. I thought when he leaned forward, we were going to get a shot of his eyes being, like, super green. Yes! But they did not appear to be. He's definitely not the Black Hood. I think he's the one taking photos of Archie. Yeah, I think so, too. But I don't think he's the Black Hood. No. I think that'd be too easy. I mean... Or no, not too easy. That'd be too dumb. Let's introduce a new character who will also be the Black Hood. (laughs) Every new character we introduce is the Black Hood. Until it's eventually Father Blossom again. Oh, Clifford Blossom. It's always Clifford Blossom. What is the mom's name? Symphony? I would just call her Mom. Clementine? I'd just call her Mama Blossom. Persephone? I'd just call her Mama Blossom. It's something insane. So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Throughout this uh, episode, did you find yourself did you find yourself one CW moment? I did. In this world of logic being thrown to the wind, just like Betty and Jug and Archie's kiss, only to be replaced by the true love and drama of Veronica and Archie. Really? Yeah. Logic is thrown away and replaced by chaos yeah. and drama. Yeah. So what's your, uh, what, what you find? I found this tiny nightlight yeah. that Betty has yeah. that apparently is super important to her. We were unaware of it. Yeah. It's, a, it's apparently, it's because Polly tried to take it. And Betty kept Betty it. Betty snatched it up. And then she saw it and gave it to Sheik. I guess it's yes. something that connects. Because she was going to throw it away. It um, was in her box of things to throw yeah. away. But then she kept it and she gave it to Sheik. Yeah. Would it have been nice if maybe this thing had some importance before this episode? Or if or if in the episode we got the importance. Other than the fact that it's we are told it's important because it's important. It's important. It's important because it's important. Because importance can be placed by telling us and not showing us. Yeah, that it's important because Betty takes takes it from Polly, which means it's important, and then then sees it later because it's important. And then gives it to Sheik because, because it's, it's important. important. Kevin, did you find a CW moment? I did. My CW moment is the fact that Archie just punches the hell out of Nick, and there doesn't appear to be any repercussions. It's like they were worried that we may have forgotten that Archie is very strong. <laughs> so they had very... to have him punch him. Yeah. Like, pin him down and just punch him in the face a bunch. Also, Archie very loves Veronica, and we may have forgotten that. Yeah, it's... Maybe he'll come back, and he'll be like, you know what, I've actually decided to press charges against you. Um, Or we'll never see Nick St. Clair again, in which case... Okay. Because it it, it feels like later when um, Veronica is, like, getting upset at Archie, Mm. he didn't have to beat the hell out of Nick St. Clair. I think him just seeing, like... Nick texted me and saying that you went to him and threatened him to get money. For Cheryl. For Cheryl. Yeah, would have been Would have been totally just as enough. fine. It, but instead, Archie has to do, like, my... Sorry, it's just the amount of punches he did to that... Um, <laughs> that motionless rapist. Mm. Um, it's, it's just like, that boy is not doing good. He's just acting out all of the things we wish we could do. <laughs> hey, rapists. Archie Andrews is coming for you, too. <laughs> he is the leader of this revolution. Yeah. Not because he's a man, but because he's a robot. <laughs> and he has more physical strength than anyone. Yeah. Because he's a robot. I don't want to make it sound like I'm sympathizing with the rapist, but it's a very intense thing to see our main character do. It's a very over-the-top reaction, especially from a show that was so afraid of having their main characters live in the gray. Yeah. But as soon as they had Jughead slice that tattoo off of Polly Peabody's arm. (laughs) They're like, oh man, now everyone can punch everybody. Now everyone can be gray. Because because there's... I, I hate to say this. There's a difference between Josie and the Pussycats pulling Nick off of Cheryl and kicking the hell out of him there... And Archie going to his house and just like As he's on the bed on the bed his legs in broken and just casually punching him like twenty four times. Physical like yes, we all wanna (laughs) punch things sometimes. Sometimes I make lots of threats about how I'm gonna punch a storyline in the face. Yeah. But like actually 
physical violence is never the answer. And sometimes you get caught up in the moment and you just do it. Yeah. But, but he like, did a lot. And the moment was a long time ago. Yeah, and, and Well, my, my thing is that also it's not just one punch. He didn't just one punch him because yeah. he had a lot of one punches. The OC one punches all over the place. This one, he kept going, which right. is like the camera panned out and zoomed away as he was still punching. Oh, Kevin, where was Archie's feelings, gang? To just push Nick casually to the ground and oh, then walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, if you like this episode, you should give us a rating, review, a subscription on Apple Podcasts or, you know, wherever you listen to us. And you should also interact with us. We love goofs and we love it when you see our pictures. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. They're both Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA. Especially since Riverdale is back. Like, River, like we're, we're watching this together. Sure, we're a, a little bit later than some of the other shows, which watch it the night it comes out and then release Go up the, the next, next day. day. But you know what would be cool? If you guys tweeted us before we recorded and we were like, what are all these mystery tweets referring to? (laughs) And then we discovered as we watched. It'd be a fun puzzle for us. Yeah, but you know when we come out. That's Mondays. Mondays. You're listening to it right now. Right now. Which might be a Monday. Might be a Monday. You could be not not listening to it on Monday. Maybe they listen to the podcast immediately as soon as it pops up in their podcast. I mean, that would be nice. Probably the best way to do it. It'd be lovely. We're very topical. Yeah, but you can get us on social media. They're... Uh, it's both Instagram and Twitter, and they're both Podcast MOA. Podcast MOA. Send us an email. It's uh, podcastmoa at gmail.com. Podcast MOA at gmail.com. What will Sheik do now that he's home? What is the Lodge's true plan with their real estate? How long will it take the baby serpents to level up their characters enough to beat the final boss, Reggie? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 